Hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer with health and fitness using the smile method. I am Shannon Burroughs, your host for the show, and also a breast cancer survivor and fitness professional who specializes in cancer exercise. The purpose of this show is to just really share my journey and other survivor stories and the importance of exercise, healthy living, and cancer. I want to be able to help other breast cancer survivors take back control of their lives to become the best version of themselves by educating, empowering, and inspiring you throughout your cancer journey and beyond. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of nutrition and your cancer cells and just your overall health in general when it comes to nutrition. Now, we know that nutrition is a science, but it's a science that revolves around your body. So it's important to know, as I've said before, knowledge is power, but especially when it comes to nutrition. So when it comes to the foods that you put into your body, stress, anxiety, depression, mindset, those all are going to influence your nutrition. Ever heard that cancer cells love sugar, so I have to stay away from all sugar? Well, maybe it's not just sugar. Maybe it's the food that you're eating in general. Truth is that all cells in your body need sugar or glucose for energy. However, cancer cells need about 200 times more than normal cells. So theoretically, in some ways, eating foods high in sugar, especially consistently, can increase your risk for breast cancer or even for reoccurrence. So if you're fearing that sugar is causing your cancer and you don't know how to get rid of your sweet tooth cravings, if you will, try substituting. Try drinking more water. Try substituting your sweet treats for maybe some berries. You know, you could do a smoothie with some berries. Um, Just stay away from the sugar drinks. It's not just foods high in sugar like sweets and desserts. It's also foods that convert to sugar or glucose rapidly, including those white potatoes and those juices that you may be drinking. So since our bodies convert most of what we eat to glucose, really everything that we eat would potentially increase our risk for cancer, right? Maybe there's something else going on. Maybe there's something wrong and maybe you have some metabolic syndrome going on. If you look at research from, for instance, the American Cancer Society, National Cancer Institute, they don't think that sugar causes cancer. Well, not directly anyway. It's kind of like eating foods high in cholesterol don't cause high cholesterol. It's the foods that you consume into your body that cause inflammation, which is what causes other chronic diseases. So let's talk for a second about metabolic syndrome. So that's a specific condition um, with health implications that those may be the actual key player. And one of those pieces of the puzzle is insulin resistance. And that's when your cells really just don't even recognize insulin so well. With that being said, what happens is the glucose, which is the sugar that, you know, your, everything turns into sugar, into the glucose, that remains in the blood instead of actually going into your cells. So we know we need glucose for energy, but we want it to go into the cells because that way your body gets to, you know, it gets the energy that it needs. When you become insulin resistant, your body keeps sending out more insulin, which eventually at some point your body's going to say, where am I going to put this? Mm." So I'm going to put it in for fat storage. So what happens is then you start increasing your fat storage, which again is going to cause the inflammation and again cause those chronic diseases. You may be having cravings for sugar, maybe because you are having low blood sugar. For example, my dad's diabetic. So, you know, we have to watch his blood sugar, whether it gets too high or too low. And it could be just because maybe you just forgot a meal or you haven't been able to eat for a while. That can be cravings as well. You know, that could be messing with your metabolism as well. For other people, eating lots of sugar causes like too big of a release of insulin. And that can actually result in low blood sugar as well. 
So it's not just foods high in sugar like sweets and desserts. It's also foods that convert to sugar glucose quickly. Again, like I said, the white potatoes and the white bread. That's why you always hear people saying, I take the whites out of my, and I use the word diet loosely because you know I don't like that word. Um, but those, those kinds of foods, the white foods, if you will, those are high glycemic foods. It's important to really pay attention to the foods that you're consuming and look at their glycemic level. Are they a high glycemic food? Or are they a low glycemic food? And not only does sugar feed into the cells, but it actually has many other detrimental effects on your brain, which before I get into this real quick, I'm really excited because next month, March is brain health awareness month. And next Wednesday on the podcast, I interviewed Dr. Tatiana Habanova and she is a chiropractic neurologist and she specializes in women's brain health. And it is fascinating. I cannot wait for you to hear that episode. So tune in next week for Dr. Tatiana Habanova. All right, so let's talk about how sugar can negatively affect your brain. Hmm, so you have your brain, you have your mindset. We already talked about how the many different things that can affect your your um, nutrition, which is stress, anxiety, depression, mindset. Those all play a key factor in your actual overall nutrition. So sugar acts like a drug. It has the same effect on your brain that drugs do. If you're consuming a lot of foods high in sugar or drink a lot of beverages that are high in sugar, it's going to give your brain that drug-like effect, which is going to lead to a sugar addiction, just like a drug would lead to a drug addiction. So if you look at sugar as a drug, that's all the more reason to keep it out of your body. And imagine what it's doing to your kids. If you are fueling your kids with a bunch of sugar, you're basically setting them up for a sugar addiction, which is going to be very hard to kick the older that you get. So they think that they need that. A treat here and there is fine. Substituting some of those other treats for fruits like berries is probably going to be a much better choice than going for all those sugary foods and sugary beverages. Also, let's talk about decreased cognition. Evidence suggests that a high sugar diet might actually lead to impaired cognitive function. That's also a good topic for Dr. Havanova as well. There's been several studies, I should say animal studies, that have indicated that high sugar diets may impair normal brain functions. So when you have a disruption in the normal brain function, that can include decreased cognitive function. If you think about the crashes, if you have a sugar crash and you can't think straight or you're just, you're kind of crazy and all over the board, that's, that's sugar affecting your brain. In addition, we talked about the anxiety and the depression and whatnot, but also tension. Um, for some people, having that sugary treat, it increases their energy to the point that all of a sudden they feel zapped, like where they crash, right? Which is going to increase tension in, in their mind. It's going to increase that tension, like after eating a candy bar or like the same effect as if you like walked briefly for 10 minutes. Let's talk about the effects of depression and too much sugar. There have been studies that show that too much sugar can be a contributing factor to depression. So if you think about your ups and downs, the addictions, and all of those emotions that go along with a sugar addiction, there's no question why um, depression actually wouldn't be a factor as well. All right, let's talk about another side effect of sugar, and that's dementia. Now, we all know that dementia is a very complex illness. There's um, psychological, genetic, and nutritional elements that all play a role in the development of, you know, there's certain forms of dementia. There are studies that show that excess sugar is thought to cause an insulin reaction that actually might increase deposits of the beta amyloid protein that increases the risk of developing dementia. Now, 
since we've talked about dementia, we've talked about cognitive decline, let's talk about our memory. I feel like they kind of go all hand in hand together. And again, all because of sugar. So your memory impairment can develop for several reasons, including, you know, different diseases, your lifestyle choices, maybe you're not getting enough sleep, which incidentally, the third week in March, I think it is, is sleep awareness week. So we're going to cover that as well, because I have Dr. uh, Samita Patel, who's going to discuss the importance of sleep, especially with cancer. So let's think about all of the effects that sugar plays on your body from your mind, your cognitive impairment, the risks of dementia, tension, all of those things that can lead to further chronic diseases. I want you to think about my goal for you is to think about the foods that you're putting into your body and how they are affecting your body. What kind of reactions are you getting? Do you have those sugar cravings? Do you have, and then what time of day are they? Do you have sugar crashes and why? Think about the foods that you ate. Think about the, few, the foods that you use to actually fuel your body and then circle back around and see what things that you can take out of your daily routine. I hate to say the word diet, out of your daily routine to try to make those changes. There's another thing that comes into play too when it comes to eating, and that's your hormones, the ghrelin and the leptin hormones. I like to call ghrelin like the little gremlin. That's the little hormone that says, I'm hungry, feed me, feed me. And it's actually released from the stomach, and then when elevated, it sends a signal to your brain, says, hey, I'm hungry, it's time to eat, feed me. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. There's age, there's gender, there's your blood glucose, and then there's also different leptin levels that will all affect your ghrelin levels. And your leptin is the one that says, mm, I'm good, I'm full, it's, it's stored, it's secreted by fat cells, and it's considered to be like your master regulator of hunger. So when you eat a meal, leptin is released from the fat cells and it sends a signal to the brain and says, we're good, slow your roll, my friend. It's important to know the effects that food has on your body in regards to your hormones. So if you really think a little bit deeper into the relationship of food with your body, you'll find it's a little bit easier to make better food choices. So let's circle back around real quick to the question that we originally started with. Does sugar cause cancer? Does sugar cause my reoccurrence? So the straightforward fact is no, but it does feed into the cells. It just needs a little bit more than your normal cell. And that will increase your risk of breast reoccurrence or an original diagnosis. So I want you to pay attention to your food. Start journaling if you need to. Holler at me if you have any questions or if you need any guidance. I'm happy to help you. It gives you some tips, tricks. Let's get you on a healthy lifestyle so you can live longer and be healthier and have more energy to play with your kids, your grandkids, and all that good stuff. All right, so just a reminder, don't forget to tune in next week where we are talking with Dr. Tatiana Habanova. She is a chiropractic neurologist. We are going to be talking about the importance of brain health, especially women's brain health and the effects of chemo brain, brain fog, and all of, all of those good things. So until next week, thank you so much for listening. I hope this week's episode has somehow changed your life with a smile and has empowered you or inspired you to become a better version of yourself. If you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave a review to help other breast cancer survivors know this is the place to be to help them through their own journey and share with friends because sharing is caring. If you're looking for guidance through your breast cancer journey or know someone that could use some help, head over to shannonbrose.com to join our private Facebook group, download any of our free resources, sign up for my newsletter, and just to connect. I have some spots available for a free 15-minute meet and greet because I love meeting my, my peeps. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter so you never miss any helpful content. And until next week, live well, laugh often, and love much.